right. I'm here with Jasmine Ray. I always freak mess up people's last names. So no, it's good. Right. Yeah. It's my middle name. Okay. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so, um, I kind of want to just ask a few questions. So, okay. um, from what I understand, you, you got into fitness, like, uh, when you were a little bit younger, um, yeah, I've read your I s- stuff. Go ahead. um, how did you kind of get started in fitness and how, how did that like affect you as a person? So I first started working out when I was 16 years old. Um, and at the time I was working about 75 hours per week and I also had an alcohol problem. Um, and I didn't know that fitness was going to be something that got me sober and kept me sober. So, um, because I was working 75 hours a week and I started going to college, um, I started college when I was 16, turning 17. And so I got into the college party scene and I kind of lost sight of my goals again. And at 18, I got two DUIs. So I was like, okay, I, my, my long-term goal is a neurosurgery. Um, but that takes about 15, 16 years to do. And when I got those two DUIs, it really kind of hit me that I was going to destroy my medical career. And I've always wanted to be a doctor. So I was like, okay, well, when I was working out at 16, when I was really serious about my health and, you know, my gym schedule, my eating, I wasn't getting in trouble because I wasn't hanging out with those same people and I wasn't concerned with it. But because I didn't think about it as a stress management tool at the time. I, I just didn't put two and two together. So I was like, okay, when I finished, you know, all the consequences for the second DUI, I was like, okay, I'm just going to work out. I'm not going to talk to anybody and I'm just going to focus on this. And so that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. And what was like, what changed your kind of like mindset and everything? Was it just like a moment or was it like, this is, you know, I have to change or like, what is so, it that changed you? At first, I was, I mean, I had always had depression, um, but I, I was just, I got sick and tired of feeling the same way all the time. Um, and so after, you know, stopped, after I stopped hanging out with everyone and drinking and doing that, I was like, okay, well, what else do I have to do to change? Because I don't want to live this way. You know, I don't want to be sad every day. I don't want to hate my life. I don't want to hate myself. And so um, I started reading a lot of books and I started listening to podcasts and um, I found spirituality, which really helped my mindset personally. But I think it's just, you have to be very cautious of what you're surrounding yourself with. Even if it's, um, it doesn't have to be just people. It can also be music. It can also be TV. It can also be, you know, video games. A lot of those things can have an effect on the negative mindset as well. So I just had to start becoming really cautious of what I was around. And eventually I started working on affirmations and just being kinder to myself and mindset came with that. Mm-hmm. And how, how are you like working towards that forward, you know, like for the future? Like, are you like, do you write down goals? Do you just uh, kind of go with the flow? Like, how do you kind of like uh, do things that you want to do or anything else like that? Um, I've always been a very determined person. Um, usually if I set a goal, I have my eyes on it 100% and I, I strive to get it done. But what helps keep me in check is why am I doing it? So I do have my own personal training business and that personal training business is going to, sorry. And that personal training business is going to allow me to go to school debt free. So it's really just kind of, I have a strong emotional tie in to my goals. 
So I know that if I don't hit them, I'm just going to be stuck and I'm not going to be as happy or as successful as I would like to. So it's, you've got to find why are you doing everything that you're doing? Is everything that you're doing on a day-to-day basis moving you forward? If not, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And then what, what made you like decide on those goals specifically, especially becoming a surgeon? Like, what is that? Like, was that something you're like, Hey, you know, cause I, I was like, I don't know when I was a kid, I was like, probably, I think I, I think it was an astronaut first. I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be yeah. a SWAT. I wanted to be on the SWAT team. I wanted to be an officer. I wanted to be an animal cop. I wanted to be a judge, a lawyer. I wanted to be everything, but the medical field really stuck with me because I actually started watching surgery documentaries around seven. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I love to do. And I love to watch Animal Planet. I love to watch surgeries. And I'd always be asking my mom questions. She's like, Jasmine, I don't know what you're talking about. So I, the very first thing I wanted to be was a veterinarian. I've always been obsessed with animals. I still am. And there was one time when I was a veterinary assistant. And a six-month-old Doberman came in. And one week, he was totally fine. And the next week, he was completely paralyzed in his back legs. And he couldn't walk anymore. And so the doctor found out that he had a central nervous system disease. And I didn't know that dogs could get that. And so I started to do a whole lot of research on the central nervous system, the types of diseases, what type of specialty deals with those diseases. And that's how I found neurosurgery. Because I was like, holy crap, I didn't know this existed. This is really cool. Yeah, it's, I felt like, I feel like, yeah, that's interesting that you chose that. Um, yeah, I really want to do it on humans and animals, but the human route takes twice as long. So I'll have to do that one first. Mm-hmm. And like, what has kept you on that goal? Is it just because you're very passionate about it? Or yes. is it that, yeah. 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 I mean, I obviously have passions in between there because mm-hmm. I'm also a youth public speaker. And the youth public speaking and the personal training was, I never had those plans ever. I never thought about them, never considered it. They kind of just fell in my lap because of the route that I went on in life. So I'm kind of just doing everything that sounds good. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> see, I like that. That's a lot of variety there, you know? Um, yeah. So speaking to young kids, because I wish someone spoke to me. I just wish someone told me a bunch of stuff. It's like, I felt yeah. like I never learned anything. Well, not that exactly. I never learned. I just didn't learn the things that I needed to know. Exactly. Uh, and like, they're very important to learn, you know? Um, yeah. Like I'd never learned about, well, I like everything I learned, I had to learn on my own, which is. Yes, exactly. Is a terrible exactly. way because it's like, you're kind of lost trying to figure it out. Um, I mean, if you do find what, whatever you like or are passionate about, it really helps you. Um, but I always found myself as a kid just doing stuff that, like, you know, I, I was just trying stuff out. Like, I didn't yeah. even know what was going on. And then, Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing that concerns me the most because it's like, yeah, they have drug and alcohol classes inside of high school, but when... And I had a conversation about this with one of the principals that I got to meet in one of the high schools that I spoke at. I told her that when I was in high school, I thought it was fake because I was like, this doesn't even seem legitimate because they used to be so corny 
And so when I come in and I'm obviously a lot younger than the teachers, they're not as threatened by me. And I think that helps them open up to me. So I do have that underneath my belt. And I definitely, you know, wish someone young would have came in and told me that they had a criminal record and that they made this mistake and that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, and then like t- just talking to them and cause like, I feel like every kid has some type of problem, even if it's not like something serious, I yeah. feel like everyone has like their own unique problems and like mm-hmm. just having someone speak about theirs, it kind of like puts you in a kind of a space of like, well, this person has been through some stuff and you know, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. Um, so like talking to, you know, them, I think is a lot, it brings a lot of value to them. Like they, they kind of understand you more and it's not something that, uh, you know, it's a really good feeling that they get, I guess. I don't know. Uh, how do you yeah. handle, how do you handle talking in front of there? Like, um, you know, just speaking in front of people, do you handle that very well? Like, is it something you enjoy? Well, because I've been, I I worked in retail since I was 16 and I started managing at 17. So I kind of got used to being around people very young, but my very first speech, they put me in front of like 250 students. And so like, that was my most nerve wracking speech. And then after that, I kind of was just like, okay, this isn't that bad. So I think it just comes with repetition. And do you like plan what you're about to talk about or do you like kind of like have an idea topics like what is it that how do you plan to speak to you know an audience like that so what I do with high school students or any type of student because I've done more than just high schools but um, it'll be where I talk about my criminal history and then I relate that how I got into fitness and then I relate that to my future goals and then we go through an exercise and then I have them ask me questions yeah, that's, I feel like that's a good way, especially just, you know, especially the questioning. I feel like that's something that, you know, a lot of speeches, you're not, you don't question it um, or ask questions because I feel like you get more detail uh, for Yes. Yeah. So, um, like, how, like, uh, you know, I'm probably sure that, like, those kids come up to you later on and, like, ask you personal stuff or like say oh this is amazing what you're doing how does that like affect you as a person does that just are you just like really happy about that or are you like it makes me really happy and also really sad because mm-hmm. I didn't realize like how many teens were really going through drug and alcohol abuse or even more things than that because I've had teens teens come up to me about different things too and it's just like I was so scared to do it for so long because I was embarrassed of my own history but by me waiting to do it there were plenty of teens that could have used my help. So like I received a few testimonials from some students that follow me on social media and it kind of just made me tear up because they say, you know, like they've never had a speaker like that before. They've never had someone come in where they connect with and actually tell them what's wrong in their life. Like I've had so many more students come up to me and ask me for help. So it just, it makes me very, very grateful and very happy. Mm-hmm. And wh- what do you think is the best way to like help them? Is it is it just to tell them like you change like change to their habits, change who they hang around? Like how how do you think it's kind of a few of the best kind of ways to? Like, the biggest the biggest thing is that I notice is it's at least in high school, it's going to be the people that they're hanging around because 
what we want to do in high school is we want to fit in. We want to have friends. We don't want to get bullied. We don't want to be an outcast. So the very first thing that I chat with them about, and I'm like, okay, who you're hanging around with? Who are you spending time with every single day? Like that's going to be the first issue to take care of. And it sucks, but there's thousands of people in these schools. They can make more friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that like 1000%. Um, how is it like the kind of with social media kind of coming into play with high school students? Because it's like now, like, you know, um, I feel like it's it's such a bigger thing now than mm-hmm. it was when I was, you know, in high school. I mean, it was yeah, for like, sure. But now, you know, Twitter, like there's just there's so many social medias that like are out there now. And yeah. like people are affected by those how do you think how do they how do you think they should handle that kind of um like if they're being bullied on social media or like what do you mean like either bullied or you know just uh you know kind of uh trying to figure themselves out uh using social media like so my whole thing about social media is if i didn't use it for business i wouldn't have it personally Mm -hmm. because not only like especially at that age i mean any child less than the age of 15, giving them a device, an electronic device, stimulates their brain to the point where it's, you, their brain acts like it's on cocaine. Mm-hmm. It's just too much stimulation. And so that's where a lot of the self-confidence starts to deteriorate because they're just obsessed with checking their phones. And if they don't have this reaction, then they're not as worthy or whatever it is. So... I don't advise them to get on social media, to be honest, but I do tell them if you are going to be on social media, it's the same thing with who you're hanging out with. You need to stop following certain people because most of the people that we follow, we look at every single day. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you said, you said you wouldn't have social media if you weren't starting to. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that's very interesting because I feel like a lot of people, they, you know, I think social media is great for business, but for personal yeah. personal use, I feel like it's like a lot of, you can create a lot of stress. It's wasted time. Yeah, yeah. and it's wasted time because majority of what you're going to get out of social media, if you're not very careful about who you follow and what you're doing on it, it's just going to be negative. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, like me personally, because it is very distracting, even though I do use it for business, I do like sometimes waste time scrolling because you just, you're already on there and you just get used to it. So I, if, if, if I didn't use it for business, if I didn't use it to reach out to more teens or to more personal training clients, I, I wouldn't use it just yeah. because I don't, I don't think personally that there's a positive effect to it unless you're very careful about who you're following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for the personal use it is, but I feel like it's such a good way to reach people. Yeah, now, because thousands and millions. Yeah, yeah, you can reach thousands of people, you know, either just by saying stuff. So I think it's kind of interesting of how social media is both this great, amazing tool, and it's also this tool that can cause a lot of personal harm to yourself. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, um, so I think using social media for that is—it's so different for each one, and then every. Um, every platform has its like downsides. Like I feel like that's very you know, true. Like I feel like Instagram is all about the glam. Like it's very glamorous. Yeah. Very. I mean, I don't feel like it's that negative. I mean, it's. Um, I feel like Twitter is the most negative because it's just 
it's words. Yeah, I don't even have a Twitter. Words hurt. So I think, you know, I think it's kind of picking and choosing your which one works for you because they're all different. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So, so what, what, what made you decide to like make a social media? Like, uh, did you have one before and then you were like, I actually didn't have any social media until November, 2017. So my social media is very new. Uh Um, when I was going through all of the jail and the drugs and alcohol, I completely deleted all of it because I actually deleted it more in a way if I was trying to run from my problems because my self-confidence was so low where I didn't want to be recognized. I didn't want anybody to find me because then they would bring up, you know, all these stories. And so I just completely deleted it because I was trying to run from my problems. Mm. And then I got back on the social media and I started following people that I inspired, that inspired me. And so I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. And so I really didn't take it seriously until like, the very beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. And all, all those, uh, like, uh, all those, like, you know, you deleted it, like, this is, and you kind of ran away from the, the people on there. Has, has that, like, caused a problem where they come back to you or want to be friends? Oh, yeah, they, they have. But the time when I brought back social media, I mm-hmm. had already started working on my mindset and my confidence. So it no longer bothered me. Okay, so, so like at, at the beginning, I used to like block them or delete them or delete their comments, whatever it may be. And now I made a live video on this. So I noticed that when people that you used to be friends with follow you or add you, it's because they want to watch you. They want to know what you're doing because a lot of those people have asked me for help too. Mm-hmm. And like, do you feel weird about helping them or is it like, I'll help you? Um, like how, I how don't No, I don't feel weird about it just because like in order for me to like move on so that I can become like the best person that I can be, I had to forgive a lot of situations and like, who knows what they were going through during that time. So I just helped them, but I'm not, I'm not going to be their friend because I'm very, very, very particular about who I spend my time with. Uh-huh. Um, like, oh, how do you handle friendships and like now, nowadays, since like you're... I am kinda- so, so picky. I don't have a whole lot of friends because uh-huh. I don't want any negativity. Hang on one second. I knew that was going to be loud. Um, I don't hang around anybody who likes to gossip because then they're going to bring drama. I don't hang out with negative people. I don't hang out with people who don't have goals for themselves and it doesn't matter what the goal is like i don't care if your goal is to to be a six-figure business owner it doesn't matter as long as you have a goal and working towards something but i'm very 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 particular mm-hmm. and uh like do you uh, was it hard to get fr- new friends or was it easy for you it was easy for me because of my work history i'm just used to talking to people uh-huh. but it definitely it definitely takes getting uncomfortable being uncomfortable and you know i mean there's 7.7 billion people in the world so you'll have friends eventually yeah 
Yeah, so that I yeah, I think that's true. Oh, there's just too many people to not have friends and then also you can find people yeah. interested in the same things. And I also think like there's nothing wrong with being alone. Like I spend majority of my time alone and I'm okay with that. I mm-hmm. think where the issue is is if you're alone and you're not okay with it. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I think being alone is great. And I feel like it gives you a lot of time to think and actually like process stuff. Cause I feel like whenever you're like with just hanging out or, you know, friendship kind of thing, it's a lot of like, go, 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 go. Not a lot about thinking about. So I feel like that's kind of how, I don't know. I think about it in terms of friendships and they can, they can be really good for you. Um, in certain times, but being alone is Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. I can hear you now. Okay. Sorry. My house is bad service. Um, but the other thing about being alone is, is if you're sitting in the house in the dark by yourself the whole time, like obviously you're going to feel bad about being alone. So if you are going to be alone, you still need to be getting out and getting some mm-hmm. sort of socialization or outside for some reason. Um, because it's still very important because we are human beings and we need interaction. Yeah, yeah that's definitely true. I feel like, uh, you know, you can't just live live through your laptop kind of thing or live through your phone. Yeah, because that will get very miserable very quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many things that you can do. Uh, I mean, like, there's, like, so many things you can learn about, whether it's uh, sports. Like, there's so many sports. Like, I always tell people, like, there's a sport out there for you. It just mm-hmm. depends on what you want to do. If it's, uh, like, do you like running? Don't like running? Okay. Do you like lifting? Do you like this? Like, let's try all these things and see what works. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a good way to get someone going, just activities or even learning how to draw. I mean, like, it, I mean, it can be a lonely thing to do because you can do it anywhere, but drawing yeah. outside, painting, like, there's so many ways to express yourself. You know, I feel like everyone can have, as long as you have hobbies, I feel like that's such a good thing to put anybody through is just having hobbies whether they be something you know very simple like drawing i think that hobbies are really what makes you, and then you become passionate about it and then you can make it your thing that you do no matter yeah. what like you know you got into like fitness right so and then you made fitness a thing that you actually do for a living mm-hmm. so that's you know i think you could do that with almost anything yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, you can literally like if you really like leaves, you could literally make a business out of leaves. Business out of leaves. That's the the greatest business idea of her. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you can do anything really and uh you know, don't I feel like a lot of people care about what other people say about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you put the pressure that people want you to do these certain things, I think it's just a bad mentality and it'll cause you more problems because you're going to end up not being happy 
because you're following what people tell you to do, not what you want to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can cause a lot of problems and just um, that can lead to drug and alcohol problems too, because that was part of it. Like the part of the reason why I got into it, I started drinking at the age of 13. And before that, you know, I was bullied in middle school, elementary school. And I was like, okay, well, this girl is really popular. And we ended up becoming friends. And I didn't know that she was already drinking and smoking because she had started in eighth grade. And so we started hanging out every day. And obviously that's like what we're going to end up doing because that's who I'm around every day, all day. And so I thought that, you know, that I wasn't going to have any problems with that because that was what, what was going to give me friends. And I didn't think about all of the emotions that I was already suppressing. And I didn't think about what not only didn't think about, I didn't know that drugs and alcohol was going to have such a negative effect on my already suppressed emotions and make it worse. So, and then in my family, like addiction runs my family and that's something I didn't know at the time either. And so by me just trying alcohol is what like ignited that fire mm. because there's three different addicts in my family. So it's like, having the, you know, the depression from being bullied and not having a whole lot of self-confidence and then um, already having addictions run in the family, I really just like, I was playing with fire and I ignited it for a while because I didn't understand how any of that worked. Mm -hmm. Can you like, now that you're, you know, how, like you're, you're a better person, you're a better human being in that way. Do you feel like if you, do you drink at all still or do you Mm -hmm. like, no, is it something that you're like? I can't go back to that because I know my personality. Um, it really depends on the environment, mm-hmm. my emotions, and what it is. Because like things like beer and wine, like I could probably drink and be fine because I never liked those to begin with. Okay. Um, but hard liquor is something that once I drink once, like I won't stop, and mm-hmm. so um. Like, let's say if I go out somewhere and it, there's a whole lot of like people just getting trash and it's more like a party rather than like people having a drink or two at a dinner, it, the party vibe is really what's going to be more of a trigger to me than someone just having a drink at, at dinner or whatever. Like, I don't go around telling people they shouldn't drink, but mm-hmm. you know, if I feel like your drinking is out of hand, I'm not going to want to be around you because mm-hmm. like the more you allow yourself to be around something, like you're going to end up doing it. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Do you have the fear of like it happening again? Or do you not like, do you th- like, do you have a confidence of like, Hey, this is, you know, I made these mistakes. I'm just going to move on. Uh, um, when I first stopped drinking, I did because the job that I had at the time was right next door to two bars. Uh-huh. And so like, I always had to think about that all the time because like, even though I was underage, it was very easy for me to walk into a bar and just get alcohol. Cause I'd been doing that since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And so Um, I just, I really, now I'm very confident in it because I'm like, okay, what are the instances? Like, let's say I drink and nothing bad happens. That's 50% chance. Let's say I drink and something very bad happens. That's also 50% chance. And I'm just not willing to wager that. Hmm. When, when new people meet you and you tell them like all this kind of stuff, does it, do they like, how do they handle that? Do they go like, Hey, okay. um, Yeah. Some people do that. I even like, yeah, I I have people do that. Um, I had that happen a lot when I used to go to job mm-hmm. interviews. Um, and so I kind of just got used to it. And at first, it made me feel like really, really, really bad about myself until I found personal training, until I started learning about business. Because then I was like, 
oh, like, okay, like I don't have to keep dealing with all of this. So um, I just, I, I've gotten over it now. I don't really care. I mean, people like I had a meeting before this and like the gentleman that was talking to me, he was like, so like you don't smoke or anything. And I was like, because my tattoos were showing and I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't. If you, and he told me he checked out my social media and I was like, okay, well, if you checked out my social media, you would know that I don't drink or smoke. But I, I, I just take it very lightheartedly because it's like, they probably grew up a certain way and they've probably had that opinion ingrained in their mind for so long to where like, they don't even realize how it comes off. And so like, I just, I don't even think about it now. I'm just like, okay, whatever. But like before I used to be so insulted because I was like, oh my gosh, like you don't even know me. And like, there was a time where I went to a job interview. I think I might've been 17 or something. Uh-huh. Cause I also have a juvenile criminal record and like, it doesn't show up anymore because it's been so many years. But when I was younger, obviously at 17, it still show up. And I remember I had a really good interview. She really liked me. And then I came in, she ran my background check. She was like, Oh no. She was like, you can't work here. We can't hire you. And I was like, I just called my mom and I started crying. Cause I was like, that, like the way she looked at me, she just like looked at me with disgust. And I was like, it just made me feel so crappy about myself. And so I, I'm also glad that I learned about that because now like, whenever I meet other people who have way worse crimes than I do, Mm -hmm. I don't judge them. Like I feel much better about me having a conversation because I know like what if they're in the process of trying to change and you know, it, if somebody hasn't changed, you will know like that person will be very off. (laughs) But if someone has changed, you can tell by the way that they carry themselves and about the way that they talk about their old crimes. And so it's helped me become a very non-judgmental person and on top of that, you know, I, I live in Southern California now and there's tons of homeless. And so it's helped me, you know, not judge them because a lot of them are dealing with drugs and alcohol um, problems, which is very sad. And so um, I still treat them like human beings where a lot of the residents here don't. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I think if I hadn't have gone through the drugs and alcohol and the criminal behavior, I'd be a very judgmental person because I grew up in a very stuck up area. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad that I've seen both sides and I'm not judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's such a good thing to get into the, like, you know, cause like, you don't know, like, I feel like people judge people way too much based on mm-hmm. the way they look, the way they, you know, who they talk to or what you've heard about them. And it's not, it's not a great way to actually know a person because people change constantly. I feel like every five to six years you change as a person like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think like even every year. I mean, it depends on how bad mm-hmm. you want to change. I mean, it could be every year, every six months, every month, every day. Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, yeah, you can be that quick. Um, and, you know, I never, uh, the problem is that I think that uh, a lot of people that want to change is like, they think it's going to happen overnight. And that's never like, I've, I've tried that before. It's very difficult. It doesn't work. That yeah. Often. Good luck. <laughs> um, changing overnight, like, a basic thing or habit is really difficult. And yes. so if changing your whole personality and who you are, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you got to like yeah. change, you know, your environment, what you're doing, like what's causing you the pain. Um, usually it's, 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 it might be yourself, but it's usually someone who put that like kind of there, like the, that caused you that pain. I feel like, um, so I think that's interesting that you kind of, look at it like that, that you just not judge anybody because you've kind of seen both of the sides. Um, when I like, when I do quote unquote judge, it's because 
the way the person is talking about their instances, they're clearly not over it and mm-hmm. not willing to change. So if someone's speaking about their experiences in that way, I won't, I won't continue the conversation. I'll, I'll stop the conversation because like, I just, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be around it. So if you're not willing to change and you're not trying to, I don't want to hear about it because it's probably just going to come out as a victim mentality. And that's not something I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then what do you tell these people? Like, do you tell them like, are you like, this is, you know, you just stop talking. You said you should just stop talking to them. Do you think? Oh yeah. I usually won't say anything. I'll just change the conversation or just completely stop talking. Hmm. Let's see. I've become very, very bold in my boundaries. Hmm. Just because, like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not willing to backtrack whatsoever. Just, I'm, I just won't stand for a whole lot of anything. And have you been that person like the whole time? Like, stub, not was it like? I am stubborn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I. That's pretty much my personality as a kid. Like, Uh it's this way, and that's how I wanted it to be. Like. I used to be very like to a T, like if something happened outside of that, it would freak me out. But now obviously since I've been through the route in life that I've gone through, I'm a little more relaxed, I would say, but like I'm, I can put my foot down and that's just been my personality. So yeah, yeah. Putting the foot down. I'm, I'm the total opposite. I'm such a kind of a free flow learned. Like if I, if I mess up something and someone tells me that I messed up, I'm going to be like, okay, what, what did I do wrong in your mind? Is it just that, you know, I feel like a lot of people tell you, you did something wrong and it's, it's not that you did something wrong. It's that you did it in a way that they didn't want you to do it. Yeah. So then that's considered wrong. So then yeah. I look at them like, okay, so now okay. I understand. <laughs> I understand what you mean by I did it wrong. I just didn't do it your way. So let's try, let's try again. I used to be like that, especially when I, uh, when I f- first became a manager at 17 uh-huh. and I was just like, if someone couldn't, learn something as fast as I could. I was like, Oh my God, why is this person here? Like, why do we even have them as an employee? I don't get it. And so like, I had to learn how to, and that's like really helped develop my people skills because I had to learn that everyone learns a different way and everyone has to be taught a different way. And like, sometimes people find their own methods and that's, what's easiest for them. Sometimes people need to be barked at and directed. Sometimes people need to be like, they just need to read it and they could do it. So yeah, I, I've had to learn those people's skills through that. Yeah. My favorite kind of example of like that is kind of like, uh, you know, uh, can you stack these boxes? There's 20 boxes. Can you stack these boxes? And then you'll be like, okay. And then the person goes and, you know, does it their own way. But everyone does it differently, I think, just because your mind is like, well, let's stack it like this and it's fine. Some people would stack it very strangely. So I think like, you know, learning that not to be like so hard on people like that. Cause I, <laughs> I like, you could be so d- difficult. Like you, you didn't do what I said. So like it could cause like a lot of problems. Like also like that's, that's how you get people to dislike you as a person. Yeah. I, I used to be really bad at managing. I used to be really good at managing. Well, I am good now, but I don't really, I mean, when it comes to a, a point where I have to, then I can do it well now. But yeah, I, I used to be a very bad manager. Then I was very pushover. And then I kind of learned like how to manage. Yeah, you kind of have to find a balance with anything. Um, just telling people what to do is like, <laughs> like, you know, you're both human. Like, there's no difference between you and I. Maybe, you know, 
So it's like they don't want to do. And then you're like, well, we got to work as a team and do this stuff, get this stuff done. I feel like that's, I don't know. I always approach it like that and try it. And the pushover thing is a real thing. I feel like I'm very easily influenced into doing things that are dangerous, even though like, you know, Mm -hmm. someone tells me, let's go skydiving. I would say yes right now. If they told me, let's go rock climbing here. Let's try this. I've never done that but I'm going to try it. So I feel like I'm very easily influenced in that way. That's not necessarily a bad thing though. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think those are necessarily bad things. They're just, I mean, they're scary. They're scary. But then I'm, you know, I feel like some people have a lot of fear in their like fear. Um, But I think that's a good thing for you. The problem is not having any fear. Like not being scared is weird to me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not scared of this. I don't understand why. I think, I think if someone says that they don't they don't have any fears, I, I think they're lying. I, I mean, don't think that's an honest answer. I mean, they're either putting up a front or they haven't. They're not in a position where they can face their fears. Hmm, that's interesting because I I kind of come at a different like everyone has a fear, but it's on different things. Like some people are scared of heights, some people are scared of this. Like I'm more scared of like losing people that I care about. That's more of mine. Um, but if it's like something dangerous, I have no, like not scared of that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but you still have a fear. Yeah. 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 But I think it's such a good thing. Cause then you like, Oh, it gives you kind of a, a reality check. Cause a lot of the times I feel like you're kind of just not even ghosting, like just kind of going through life and like year after year, month after month, it just kind of becomes blurred like you can ask me about sixth grade or seventh grade i could not remember anything like zero mm-hmm. i'm like i remember this one person that's it and i don't remember what we did i don't remember what you know like i just don't remember my childhood as well and that's mm-hmm. i think is very strange i mean i remember like certain things or like when people remind me i'm like huh i never when was that i don't even know if you're telling a true story because i you know i feel like yeah memory's so bad like i have bad not not that i have bad memory i can remember things but like i feel like some people have more they remember things from back then i don't remember things from back then so it's interesting it depends on it it depends on i don't know how to explain this without it being super long but wanted that or not there's a whole process of creating a memory mm. yeah yeah i think there is a whole process and i think some people lock them up i think i locked them up i feel like i did like i just put them in a box and said here you go this is where it's going to be forever and then some people just open up with them i'm like huh that's very strange mm. or some people just you know leg- legitimately forget them and i think it's like something i think that's I don't know. Memories always, I always find memories very interesting because you can remember, I remember things wrong all the time. Like all the you time. You should um, look at Dr. Daniel Amen. Mm. He will tell you how to really enhance your memory. I think it's, um, also, it's also because I tell myself a, I don't remember. a neuroscientist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he posts a lot of good content on that, but um Awesome. Well, did you have any more questions? No, that that will be. Yeah, that's good. That was good to go. 
All right. You're my first podcast in a long time. Awesome. So perfect. This was this was really good. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll go ahead and let's see. All right.